Welcome to Matthew's World of Wine and Drink, an educational podcast dedicated to teaching you all about the wines of the world, the different regions, the different styles, the different grape varieties, and the history and culture of wine. In this episode, we're going to look at Alsace, one of the more unusual wine regions in France because of its historical connections with Germany. And Germany has always been an important market because of its proximity to Alsace. Alsace is separated from Germany by the Rhine River to the east, but it's also separated from France by the Vosges mountain range to the west. So Alsace exists in its own pocket between Germany and France, and the region has been disputed by France and Germany over the centuries. And in 1871, Germany annexed Alsace after a war between France and Germany, and it degraded the um, wine culture in Alsace by simply making cheap blending wines, planting hybrids after phylloxera, and abandoning the hillsides where all the quality vineyards are located. But after World War I, Alsace returned to French ownership, and the French replanted the noble vinifera grape varieties and had a new, renewed focus on quality. But with the Second World War having a German occupation, it wasn't until the 1960s and 1970s that Alsace began to be successful again and built up its its export market. So it's had a tumultuous history, much more stable now. But all of this makes Alsace quite unusual because of that German connection. The wines are mainly varietal, with varietal labelling. And this is unusual in France, because other quality regions, varietal labelling is outlawed. And also having that single varietal wine, for example Riesling, with Riesling on the label, is unique to Alsace. Also, all the wines are bottled in flutes, those long, tall, thin bottles which are used for German wines too, so again that German connection. 90% of wine made in Alsace is white, so very dominant indeed, and there are 2,000 growers in Alsace, but only 175 companies produce 80% of the wine, so dominated by those companies, but all of those are family-owned, and indeed those families go back generations and generations, so there's still that feel of continuity and community. The climate of Alsace is very important for the styles of wine produced in the region. It has a long, cool growing season, with low rainfall, just 500 millimetres of rain a year, and this makes it one of the driest regions in France. And this is where the Vosges mountain range becomes extremely important, because to the west of Alsace is the region of Lorraine, and this is one of the wettest regions in France. And then the Vosges mountains intercept that rain and stop it falling from Alsace in the same volume, and so that makes Alsace very dry. The Vosges Mountains also shelter the vineyards from wind, so it has a protective effect. And then those vineyards are planted on the slopes of the Vosges Mountains, between 175 and 420 metres altitude. And those slopes are south, southeast or southwest facing. And so the vineyards get the perfect aspect and exposure to the sun. The best vineyards in Alsace are generally found in the south part of the region, called the Basse Rhin or the lower Rhine, where the wines are just a bit fuller-bodied, more powerful and more concentrated, especially for Gewürztraminer and Pinot Gris. Lots of soils in Alsace, a huge variety of them, which makes them very important for the styles of wine produced. The high, steep slopes on the Vosges mountains have a thin topsoil, with subsoils of gneiss, granite, sandstone, schist, or volcanic sediment, so very rocky, making the growing conditions difficult and making the vines work to produce concentrated flavours in the eventual wine. The low, gentle slopes have a deeper topsoil, 
and the subsoils here are a mixture of clay, marl, limestone and sandstone. And then the plains and the foothills of the Vosges mountains are alluvial, rich and fertile, and so growing here is very easy, and this is where the simpler, more inexpensive wines are produced. And these soils can produce different styles of wine. The clay and marl soils produce heavier, bigger, more obvious styles of wine, whereas the limestone and sandstone subsoils produce more elegant styles of wine. And then those stony soils at the top of the, the mountains, the highest vineyards, produce wines with oil and mineral petrol gunflint aromas, something we traditionally associate with Riesling, which excels in these vineyards. In Alsace, the plantings are around 4,500 vines per hectare, with yields permitted of 100 hectolitres per hectare, which is very high for quality wine region in France. But the best producers aim for yields of 40 to 50 hectolitres per hectare, which is more standard for the production of quality wine. On the plains, the vines are trained high to avoid frost, while on the slopes, the vines are trained low to maximise the exposure to sunlight. On the plains, mechanical harvesting is possible and is widely used, whereas on the slopes, mechanical harvesting is impossible because it's just too difficult, so hand harvesting is done. And indeed, the slopes can be so steep that the very steepest slopes are terraced, like the vineyards in the Mosul in Germany, for instance, or Douro in Portugal. Now, let's look at the different grape varieties planted in Alsace. There are eight major varietal wines, remembering that most wine in Alsace is labelled with the variety on the label and is usually single varietal. So we have Riesling, Gewürztraminer, Pinot Gris, Pinot Blanc, Muscat, Chasselas and Silvana for the white grapes. And then Pinot Noir is the only black grape planted in Alsace. Pinot Blanc is um, often blended with Auxerrois, and that will be um, listed on the label. And these are for the simplest, most inexpensive wines from uh, vines planted on the plains. And Pinot Blanc and Auxerrois are the first to ripen, and they're easy to grow, which is why they're planted on the plains. It makes life easier for the grower and for the producer, and these wines can be sold young to bring some money in. Riesling is the most planted grape variety in Alsace, with around about 20% of plantings. And Riesling, like Silvana, is a late ripening grape, so it needs sheltered sites so that it will uh, continue to ripen during the autumn, sheltered from any wind or rain, but still getting the exposure to the sun. Riesling is produced in a dry, off-dry style, high acidity, smoky petrol aromas, especially as the wines age, with stone fruit aromas as well. And these wines are exceptional quality and very age-worthy. The uh, second most planted grape variety in Alsace is Gewürztraminer, and that has 18% of plantings. However, it does not always account for 18% of production, because Gewürztraminer is an unreliable grape, and the grower or producer never quite sure how much they're going to get each year. So the yields are unpredictable, and Gewürztraminer needs sheltered sites, especially at flowering, because bad weather uh, during the flowering part of the season can uh, destroy the, the crop entirely so that you get no uh, Gewürztraminer whatsoever. So you're never quite sure how much you're going to get. The style of Gewürztraminer is rich and opulent with high alcohol, tropical fruit aromas and floral aromas as well of, ro of roses. And uh, the acidity is generally quite low, so Gewürztraminer is best drunk uh, fairly young. And then we have Pinot Gris, which has been on the rise in recent years, with 15% of plantings now. And this produces rich, powerful wines, especially in the southern part of Alsace. We also have Muscat, and little Muscat is planted, just 
And like uh, Gewurztraminer, Traminer, yields are very unpredictable, and it also has trouble with bad weather at flowering, so it also needs sheltered sites. And very few producers can be uh, bothered working with this grape variety, but it does produce um, wines with um, noticeable grape aromas, but the acidity can be a little bit low also, especially compared to something like Riesling. I also mentioned uh, Chasselas and Silvana planted in uh, Alsace. Chasselas planted very little now, and Silvana used to be the most planted grape variety in Alsace up until the 1980s, but it's really fallen out of favour. It produces wines which are quite earthy, almost uh, cabbage aromas to Silvana, which in the hands of a good producer can be very pleasant. And then the one black grape is Pinot Noir, which now accounts for 10% of plantings, and this has really been on the rise. Uh, Pinot Noir used to be quite dilute and thin because of the cool climate, but producers are taking it more seriously, um, and also you have climate change, so the grapes get a bit riper, and the wines will have a bit more structure to them, maybe a the use of a little bit of oak to give some more tannin as well. So those wines are getting higher quality. And rosé is also made from Pinot Noir, and also Pinot Noir can contribute to Cremant, which is the sparkling wine of Alsace. So let's look at the different styles of wine. Um, so with white wine we have all those different grape varieties with their own characteristics and qualities. But there are a couple of things which they share in common in terms of production methods. First of all there'll be no oak used and also no malolactic fermentation. So very similar to Germany, again it's all about the purity of the fruit aromas rather than any production methods. Acidity will be high in general, although with Gewürztraminer and Muscat it will be a little bit lower because of the grape varieties. Uh, the red wine from Pinot Noir I've just discussed, and then the rosé will also be from Pinot Noir, which will be pleasant and easy drinking. And then we have the sparkling wine, Cremon d'Alsace, uh, which will be made from white grapes for um, the white Cremon, usually Pinot Blanc. Uh, these wines will be relatively inexpensive, but good quality for the price, and I think Cremon d'Alsace is probably the most consistent style of Cremon in France. And then the rosé Cremon will be made from Pinot Noir, which again has pleasant fruits and high acidity. And then finally, to look at the different um, appellation structure in Alsace, for France it's relatively simple. There are two appellations, Alsace and Alsace Grand Cru. So Alsace covers the entire region, and it's usually referring to the low gentle slopes of the mountains or the foothills where we have the plains for those simple inexpensive wines. So quality varies from simple to good. And then Alsace Grand Cru refers to the very best wines of Alsace, planted on the uh, steep slopes of the mountains. And the plantings can range from about 220 metres to 420 metres, so the highest plantings. There are 51 Grand Cru in Alsace, which some feel is far too many, so it's quite a controversial um, appellation structure, because Grand Cru means the best vineyard, and to argue that there are 51 best vineyards in Alsace, some feel is a stretch. But these vineyards are located on those steep slopes with stony soils, so they have the best aspect with the sun exposure, but also the most difficult soils, so the grapes are working hard to get ripe, producing those concentrated aromas. The only grape varieties which can be planted in Alsace Grand Cru are the noble grape varieties, as they're called, Riesling, Gewürztraminer, Pinot Gris, and Muscat. 
The wines must be single varietal, although a handful of producers do tinker with those rules to produce blends, but in theory the wine should be single varietal and will be labelled as such. Each Grand Cru vineyard is its own appellation and has its own rules, especially in terms of which grape varieties are planted there, and some vineyards will specialise in certain varieties. I'm not going to um, list all 51 Grand Cru and their different grape varieties, but um, it's pretty easy to look up. And there is actually one exception which I will mention, which is Zotzenberg, and this is the only Grand Cru vineyard which can plant Silvana. And then the, finally, there are two other terms uh, that you will find on an Alsace label. Vendange tardive is one, and this literally means late harvest. And the grapes, as the name suggests, are picked very late in the harvest when the grapes have reached optimum ripeness and may be getting overripe, even dried or shriveled. And this concentrates the sugars. Gewürztraminer is the most common grape because Gewürztraminer naturally has lots of sugar and so it works very well with Vendange Tardive. The one issue with Vendange Tardive is that it not, doesn't necessarily have to be sweet, so although these are late harvest wines they can be dry, that just depends on you know, whether fermentation is completed or not. So similarly to the German classifications of Cabernet, Spätlaser and Auschlaser, the wines can be anything from dry to medium sweet, and the issue is that this is not indicated on the label, so that makes it difficult for the consumer to know exactly what they're getting. And then we have this Selection de Grand Noble uh, term, which refers to wines which have been made from grapes affected with noble rot. So noble rot, of course, being the mould that attacks the grapes, draws the water out of them and concentrates the sugars. And so the wines will be very sweet because when the grapes are pressed, the juice is very sugary and uh, very little water in there. So it also means there's very little amount of wine being made, so the wines are going to be expensive. And also the grapes really do have to be looked after with some care. And these, this is quite rare in Alsace because it is so dry, but the autumns can be humid to produce those conditions for Selection de Grand Noble, and so it's quite rare to find the wines are expensive. Both Vendange Tardive and Selection de Grand Noble, like um, Alsace Grand Cru, must be made from one of the four noble varieties. So that is Alsace, one of my favourite regions in France for white wine, with the refreshing crisp acidity, lots of structure to the wine, lots of ageability, and great food wines as well, with rich food that the acidity can cut through, or oily food like fish as well. So thank you for listening. This is Matthew, and this has been Matthew's World of Wine and Drink.